that's, that's it. That's yeah. That's your new intro it's song, only, guys. It's only drums. It's so, just it's, a sick drum solo. It, it, it started off sounding like something out of like Janet Jackson from like the late eighties, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it went into like Hot for Teacher by like Van Halen with the double yeah. bass. I'm very inspired by hair bands. That was awesome. <laughs> so was that inspired by your hidden track on uh, one of your other garage band makes back in high school? Yeah, let's just say I have a storied past with sick drum garage beats. band drum beats. <laughs> <laughs> he does. If he, this uh, this PhD thing doesn't work out, you can go into making sick drum beats. I actually was thinking about that today. Like maybe I could make a YouTube channel and monetize it. You absolutely. Well, you could. were a good. You're a good actual drummer. No, I'm a terrible actual. Uh, drummer. I mean, it well, was fine. Oh, you so you, you actually, were fine. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, he's so, got a drum set and everything. So was that recorded? That was a loop, right? Or was that? No, that was me playing. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah, I got a, I got a studio down in yeah. Soho. Yeah, playing with his mouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I made that on my phone. I did the garage band. Oh, really? Band. Yeah. Okay. It, but that it was, hard. was that the loop thing that I was showing you, or you were actually selecting every single beat? I made every single note in that, <laughs> and then did just really? repeat and and loop things. No, I didn't loop. I mean, I literally. Every guess, sound yeah, every, in that. Yeah, there was never like a four-bar measure, yeah. a four-bar <laughs> measure that repeated. Every single sound you heard was a tap of my finger on the screen. <laughs> oh my god! It must be nice to be like on Christmas vacation and just have time yeah. to just do that. You're like, all right, what am I doing today? Um, changing to the time zone and <laughs> yeah, tapping and on my phone. My brother needs a yeah. uh, cool beat for his stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah. Wait, have you? Did you make all the ones so far? So far. Except for, well, no. Well, the I first the, couple we just, I yeah. pulled off the internet, but the one that you made. The most recent one I made, and I sent him two others, and th- and listening back to them, they're not very good. Uh, so I got to redo them. But those were ones you just did on loops, or did you make any? Yes, I made all of them with loop tracks that are on GarageBand. Uh, and again, I was just phoning it in. So <laughs> I, I could probably sit there and... and tap away on my phone or on yeah. my mouse pad or whatever you do on uh on the computer it's really tedious i'm not gonna all right lie. so I maybe you're... i'll stick with the loops. stick with the loops i'll stick with the loops uh should we talk about who we're talking yeah. to? yeah who's this other voice uh i mean this I... is the drummer for poison oh yeah I was yeah. Gonna... Oh, yeah you might bet you might know him better for benson community light switch um that was my sick high school band. yeah <laughs> benson community light switch ramstock third place did yeah, you, <laughs> bronze medalist. <laughs> Did you just like find like random street names and just actually? Objects? Yeah, it literally was just three random words that we put together. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, this is Charlie Kelly, who noted brother, and uh, I don't. I don't know if I should actually like say all your credentials because I'll probably get them wrong. But you are a PhD candidate student for aerospace engineering, rocket science at the University of Washington. Um, you are. Also, Nate's younger brother. Nate's youngest brother. Youngest brother. Yep. That's true. Um, and there's something that I actually wanted to talk about, too. And that's really just like your relationship. And I'm sorry that I have notes because uh, <laughs> I do have a checklist that I want to just verify with you guys. Okay. Did you prep for this interview? So I did prep. It's very slow in my office. Uh, <laughs> the holidays, you know. The holidays, yeah. It's you got to get into drumbeat making. advertising. I hear it's a, it's very lucrative. It's great procrastination. <laughs> uh, so how? So what's the age difference between you guys? You're... Uh, four four years yeah. four years okay yeah. so nate's the older one charlie's the younger one charlie you are taller than nate i am taller than nate do you know how by how many inches like at least three wow six well one, you're, you're six, six one six, i'm six four, four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. so nate got into a pretty good school trinity right but yeah. you got into princeton 
Yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> Charlie got into a better school. Uh, and then also, Nate was planning on getting engaged. He'd been dating this girl for a long time. You beat him to the punch by a week? Like a couple weeks, yeah. A couple weeks. The first thing yeah. that Nate said when I told him I'm engaged was, you motherfucker. <laughs> That's yep, awesome. I, I Very loving brother. I did say that. Uh, and you also started a podcast before him, too. Even That's though, true. I, mean, I don't know if you were really talking to Charlie about starting one, but... No, I hadn't mentioned anything to Charlie that that I had talked to you about this. Yeah. And I think like after you and I had talked about it for two weeks and we still hadn't done anything about it, Charlie yeah. was like, hey guys, I, I started this podcast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> son of a... Of course so, he does it again. So yeah. you're like the uh, better Nate Kelly. Pretty it? much. I'm pre-Nate. What's it like knowing that your brother's like the favorite child? <laughs> I mean, is he in the Kelly house? I don't know. No. No, I don't My, think I don't think our parents play favorites. As for, well, dad definitely has you as top. No. What are you talking about? You guys go out like, and ride your bikes together. And, uh, yeah, so we ride motorcycles yeah. together. But then when you want to talk about deep outer space and like no, you're like life, you're like dad's cool college friend. Yeah. <laughs> that I doesn't mean he's the better. Yeah, son. I don't know. There's like I think there are places to fill. But you on, know that dad loves the feeling of being friends with cool people yeah like, <laughs> yeah that's right i know because he's like, like this, he's like you know, i have a friend who's a captain of yachts yeah, yeah no and he deal. likes to brag about it or like you know oh my buddy pete you know coxswain <laughs> for the olympic team no big deal <laughs> yeah that's right he never talks about his uh, you know stuffy wall street friends <laughs> yeah but you don't you Fair. don't think that like wait is he gonna, but you're also not no he, he doesn't listen, listen to this don't okay. worry <laughs> uh your dad's not gonna like he's not looking at you as like you're gonna be the one that's gonna provide for me nate's just gonna be selling granola for the rest of his life yeah, Nate's going to sell the company for $10 million. Sure. I'm going to be making a, a government salary. <laughs> oh, all right. That's but great. it's also going to be like Dr. Charles Lawson Kelly uh, was the lead scientist on today's uh, plasma propulsion right. like mission. Tra- Charlie's going to be on like TV talking about landing shit on Mars. Yeah, and- maybe like... You know, yeah. today we remember Charles Kelly. His spaceship crashed into the surface yeah. of Mars today. <laughs> and NASA's failed manned mission. Because he was off by one ninetieth of yeah. a degree oh, on entry. A... I would love to go out that way. <laughs> oh that would be kind of yeah. You guys, I'm, we're gonna we'll talk about your podcast, but like the the math that is involved and how precise it has to be for shit like that going to Mars blew my mind when you and james are talking about oh yeah, yeah for the insight lander yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and well like, that's what we were going for like there's no way to actually cover the full yeah here's how everything really works right. oh, it's God, like no. you just got to impress upon people like this was really hard and which i i know not to bring up elon musk and spacex and tesla and all that stuff but the one thing that elon musk has right uh, and you know what i think captured the world with the uh launching his old tesla roadster into space the rocket that they launched it on was the bfr uh no no oh, sorry no falcon he's heavy yeah the falcon heavy he's making the bfr yeah which, which is renamed like, now oh what is that and it's like it's a big fucking rocket yeah that's just like straightforward it get like people get it and it's so tangible right. that and i'm not saying nasa missed this because it's a government agency and they're responsible for you know humans lives and and a lot uh i mean musk is is trying to put humans in outer space and and continue our our race beyond this planet so he's he's thinking heavy things but nasa's responsible for some some real deep stuff right uh, they paved the way right yeah. and and here's right. musk who's saying just like yeah okay that's really cool but you know you need to make this marketable and make it interesting to people and i think he does a really good job at that so you know what yes. i think is interesting about like the whole branding of this space stuff is that if 
and you're right that Elon Musk, Elon Musk has nailed it because what you see is like people walking around, they'll wear like a sweatshirt that has NASA symbol on it. Yeah. Right. Or like yeah. they'll just wear NASA gear. Like what other government agency do people do that with? And then <laughs> yeah, SpaceX is the same thing. Like FDA. It. Yeah. Like you'll see people <laughs> we wearing this. like a SpaceX hat or something. And it's like they've hit exactly as like exciting to people as NASA has been for the last 50 years. Yeah. You know, I... There's a bunch of guys wearing FBI jackets that showed up to my house a couple of days ago. So I that was pretty but cool. But they were big fans of the FBI. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you guys must yeah. really love the FBI, and you know, clearly. female body inspectors. <laughs> oh, oh no, you need to see my hard drive. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how far along are you in this PhD candidate? So he already course. has his masters. Oh, like, you have he's masters? already done like way yeah. more than. Well, I'm figuring you know that kind of the PhD follows the masters, but. Well, uh, not always. So some oh, people really? just go like out of undergrad and then you can do like a direct PhD. It still okay. takes the same amount of time, basically. Gotcha. Still like five years. Okay. But I decided to do, you can get a master's en route. Okay. And so my first two years was getting the master's degree. And then I finished that last spring. And then this past fall, I just passed my qualifying exam. Right. Okay. Which means like now I'm physically, well, not physically. <laughs> now I'm actually on the PhD track. So you're, th- you're three years out from... So yeah, it'll be another three years before I get my doctorate. And the legit thing is, you can talk to the details about this. Uh, it's basically all funded by NASA now. Uh, yeah. In a grant that you received or were awarded, yeah, I have a fellowship from NASA. And does that okay. mean that when you get out, you have to go and work for NASA? Like, are you no beholden to- no no? So the only thing I'm beholden to is like I applied for a specific technology that I'm working on, and yep. then they say like, okay, we're gonna fund you, the student with the only string attached being like, you have to sort of vaguely work on that technology. Sweet. So I wrote this proposal that had all kinds of details that are all totally like irrelevant now. Yeah. But I'm still working on the same thing. Just, you know, we've changed. Did that course. video, awesome. the like stop animation thing that you made, uh, have anything to do with that proposal? Or was that just for uh, the presentation you made like a year ago? No, that was for neither. That was for a conference, but it was like a competition at that conference. It was like a, a student paper competition basically and then you had to make like an accompanying video that could reach a broad audience well it did you saw it right i did see it. we should i wish we had some way to link through here but you guys don't have a website we do have a website but it's it's up uh, it's, it's under construction yeah should, should we, we plug it uh yeah, yeah com. check it out which uh we're gonna we're gonna jump around a, a ton here because yeah. we're talking about our name if you're bored charlie's got a bone to pick on if you're bored our name great our name tell me i think you should rename the podcast it's way too late for that no it's not. what episode <laughs> we're is deep this? we've like, been sponsoring this is like the second episode or something. uh it's the ninth or eighth <laughs> yeah oh, whoops yeah glad you've been listening wow. no uh no i think that you should rename it because and this is not as an insult to you guys but there's a lot of podcasts out there that are just like you know two guys drinking whiskey talking about nothing right but mm-hmm. what i pick up on when you guys are i have listened to more than one episode what I pick up on the most is that you guys talk about things happening in Connecticut and stuff like with your houses and like, like yeah. that whole storyline with the, you know, cause this is all scripted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> whole, yeah. Right. You know, that whole plot line with the, uh, Charlie stick to the book. coyote Read the book. dog or whatever that yeah, thing was. Dude, he's your brother, man. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, wait. So, but like that was exciting. It's outside right like, now. Like look out that window. It's there. But, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you lived in Colorado, that's not exciting to you. But like right, you see I'm every from day. Connecticut and I know like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. So I think that you should really go with that hook of the fact that you guys are like two Connecticut, you know, bros. So we could just call it if you're bored in Connecticut. <laughs> well, that's my idea is bored in Connecticut. I think you should call it that. <laughs> that sounds like the name of a porn. 
<laughs> yeah, Lusty like... housewives bored in Connecticut. Remember Stepford Wives? And, and yeah. Adam, how many people watch porn every day? Uh, in this household? Yeah. <laughs> Two. Two at least. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the point, you know, so sure. if someone's like searching for a podcast, like if they see, if you're bored, they'll pr- they might just pass right over it. Right. They see bored in Connecticut you're reaching a smaller audience, but one that cares more. Is this a rocket scientist telling me about advertising? It's a statistical analysis of <laughs> listeners available on iTunes podcast or podcasts well, I, out there. I don't mean to, uh, I don't know, this isn't bragging. This is just, uh, this is a weird point, but I was kind of just fucking around on, on Facebook and was like, I'm going to start a Facebook campaign for our podcast and set up a whole like, campaign and audience Promote and everything. demographics and all that yeah and and just kind of like went through and just figured out like all the uh, english-speaking countries and we have a huge contingent in south africa now really <laughs> yeah like how huge why? well like like i i don't know why but the, for this campaign seemed to favor clicks in south africa so it was kind of Is that where the click farms are now i don't know if the click farms are there or if they just get a cheaper bid price on the on that's the, so weird yeah. Yeah. so i was like looking at all these people with these like weird names like one guy's name is rhino <laughs> yeah. like, where's this guy from and it was like johannesburg like oh, oh cape town like the serengeti yeah Interesting. i was like oh uh, all right so we have a huge so if you're born in connecticut and or South Africa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, are these people that are just interacting with the sponsored thing that you put on, or they're actually listening? So I don't know if they're listening. Okay. Uh, because I don't have a pixel. You have to actually put a pixel on the click-through gotcha. to kind of read that you've clicked. That's but gone. they are clicking on the advertisement that would then send them to uh, our website where they can hopefully make another click. Unfortunately, it's just too many clicks. I wish yeah. you could just click and start listening. Uh, but Facebook doesn't have that technology right now. So what I meant, Facebook. So what I meant about you know the whole there's already tons of podcasts yes, out there. Clearly. So, the like there are like five hundred fifty thousand podcasts on Apple. Yeah, and there's a new one coming up every hour. Oh, yeah, sure. and so and a lot of them like the the bulk of them are like this like hanging out. And totally. so the the paradox of podcasts in my very very limited experience is that. The more niche you go, the more of an audience you actually get. I absolutely believe. You're like, you're in, absolutely right. In our absolutely. podcast, so right. like our podcast is all like we cover science papers that are in popular science news. Mm-hmm. But that means that we hit a bunch of different like categories. The ones that where we talk about space yeah. get most listens by far. And so if we just made it a space podcast, I think that we'd have a more consistent audience. Interesting. Well, so because if you aim if you aim to make something for for everyone, you're actually making something for no one. Right. Right. That's my point. So I like, and that's why like listening to your podcast, what was so interesting to me was the stuff that was really about Connecticut. And that's not to say you guys have to talk about Connecticut every time, but I think people- It comes up in every episode. Right. It comes (laughs) up in every episode and the topic sometimes relates to it. And so I think people who are from here would relate to you guys more if they knew that and if they had a way to find that in the first place. That's a good point. I really wanted to be like, no, you're wrong, rocket scientist. (laughs) Are you actually a rocket scientist? Do we- yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I believe yeah. it, but I, I mean, you I can mean, te- you could just yeah. have graduated undergrad, and you could technically claim you're a rocket scientist. No. So the, okay, so that's kind of the problem that I have is that everyone who majors in aerospace engineering is like, oh, yeah. it's rocket science. Yeah. It's like, well, no, most most of these people, you know, when they had the choice between taking a class on rockets or a class on car engines, they all took the car engine class. You know, so don't say you're a rocket scientist. Oh well, yeah, no, no, no. I actually like you my studied... research. Well. My research for my PhD is in an electric propulsion lab, which is literally space rockets. Right. So, yes. Wait, why, why electric? 
Like, what does electric have to do? Did you, you kind of listen to the, this week's episode, man? Come on. Well, no, I know, but it, like when we most people, their their direct experience with rocket engines are launching from a from a pad, from a launch pad in you know Cape Canaveral. Right. That's not electrical. That explosion is not electrical. No, so you call that chemical propulsion? Okay. So chemical means like yeah, what you're saying, yeah. a regular old rocket that you can imagine, you're combining two like uh fuel and an oxidizer right and then you ignite it and you get like an explosion which then you use to direct a thrust the force yeah electric propulsion means instead of using a chemical reaction to generate thrust you're using electrical energy so like when when they're using uh correct me if i'm wrong with those what is it rds uh rcs rcs when they're trying to like attach to the iss that's all done through electrical no so those are like cold gas thrusters usually which is literally just like imagine just having like, like a, a canister like a fire extinguisher yeah, okay. and just like tff, you yeah know. Huh. which um, in, in in space is like plenty to to get you to move right and to rotate. get the thing to rotate they yep. do use some electric propulsion things but like so here's here's a good way to draw the distinction you could literally use a hair dryer as propulsion in space that is electric propulsion because okay. the way that you're getting energy out of the propellant is by adding heat to it with an electric coil Through an electrical okay. instead of like igniting a fire to heat the propellant you're using, you know, some resistive wire. Um, okay. But that's like the most basic form of electric propulsion. The yeah. stuff that we do in our lab is like plasma physics yeah. stuff. So, so, Nate, how much uh, maple syrup do you put on your oats? <laughs> <laughs> that's a trade uh, secret. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's really, that's like so fascinating. And um, just because like your most recent episode was about this ion plane. Wait, we haven't even said, I mean, we mentioned in the last episode, but... Charlie's podcast is called The Paper Boys. Yeah, and he kind of just gave a rundown on what it is, but it's basically they take papers that are written by scientists, scientists and, and kind of d- distill it very well yeah. into like language. Well, why don't you explain terms. it? Because you start with news yeah, articles. Yeah, so it's, it's more that we, yeah, we start from a news article. So we okay, start with so I haven't that... been listening to your podcast. I just, you know. <laughs> you didn't listen to the stuff. intro because they explain it every episode. <laughs> no, I do. And I just, you know. <laughs> just skip that every time. Yeah, like, oh, God. Advertisements, forward. get past this shit. Uh, no, so. We start from a news article where you see like pop science has covered all these things. So like when you're scrolling through your Google News or whatever, and then you get that flash of like ten different headlines, the clickbait crap. Yeah, that makes you feel like you're in a fever dream or something, mm-hmm. reading the same sentence twenty times. Mm-hmm. So we do those stories, and then we actually go to the paper that the stories were based on. Gotcha. Okay. So yes. then we're basically saying like, look, here's what the news was saying about this. Here's what the research really was. You know, and sometimes right. it lines up, and that, but sometimes, which is the more interesting episodes, it's like totally off. Oh, sure. You know, but I think you guys also do a very good job of taking what's in that paper and again, distilling it down to something that's very palatable to just normal idiots yeah. like me. Which is the goal. Like, the yeah. whole point is like, you don't need to rely on these news articles to tell you how this all works. Like, you could, yeah. we're trying to distill it in a way that says, like, look, you could go read this paper. And like once you kind of get the hang of what to really look for, yeah. which hopefully is sort of like, you know, osmosis through our podcast, <laughs> then you could do it yourself one day. You know, that's awesome. So you're actually like making the world a better place through your podcast, where we're talking about coyote wolf hybrids and motorcycles. Well, you're protecting yeah. people from yeah. dangerous animals. <laughs> uh, At least the people in this general two yeah. mile vicinity yeah. <laughs> radius or imaginary animals. <laughs> no, it's 100 percent real. So, I swear I didn't dress up. So. This I wish Nate had listened to it because I actually did want to talk about his most recent episode, but it's just about this ion plane that. that... I have a general understanding of, okay. of ion propulsion from my little uh, 
game that oh no you went on the flight uh <laughs> on the flight to one of our friends bachelor parties a bunch of years ago um i was so bored that i was playing i was playing a flying game on my iphone while on mm-hmm. a plane and you had to like build the plane check its center of gravity and thrust and, and Wait, is this the same game that dad was playing and no crashing yeah 20 he was times. playing like war thunder and then he would on our flight home and then recently. he would go to like a replay of his flight <laughs> thinking that he was redoing the mission but he was just watching a video and he kept being like it, it won't steer it uh, won't steer. that's amazing yeah that's technology amazing. you know but anyway i got so a couple friends were like I need I just watched you for two hours like trying to build these planes and crashing them nonstop because you couldn't figure out like center of gravity and thrust and lift and everything. I was like I was trying to build an ion propulsion plane really at like sea level. Uh well yeah, it was like you can do a lot with this game, so it was a lot of fun. But that's my that's my understanding and limited experience with <laughs> from an app. Yeah. But it's like relatively it's the same guys that made uh, Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, at, Adam, right. I hate to break it to you, but that's what I do in lab all day. It's just play with apps. Yeah, we just use That's iPads. Awesome. And <laughs> I was going to ask you about the Kerbal Space Program because I built like I, think I it's tried fun. It's fun, but I built like one. It blew up on the on the pad, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Never yeah, get the simple again. iPhone version. You'll like that at least. Yeah, but you I still had, talk about Apple Apsis and and <clears throat> excuse me, and like having to get into orbit. But what's crazy is like that game is a big reason why I got into the field that I'm in. No way, really? Like, yeah, because I played Wait, that was, game. Was it in high school? No, I started playing it my sophomore or junior year of college. Yeah. And I just like loved it. So, I mean, I was already kind of into the rock. Right, you had already chosen that major. But then this is all like, the you know, the class that you take that is all the same as Kerbal Space Program. It's called Orbital Mechanics. And sure. It's like it how sense. you actually, you know, get from one planet to another or get from the ground to orbit. And that stuff was really exciting. And I play the game before i took the class and playing that game got me my only a at princeton because <laughs> then taking the class i already had it. an intuitive understanding of, of how it all that's, that's cool, amazing you know? yeah so i again i it's kerbal space program which I, it's kerbals that's weird things but like how accurate are some of the things i mean if if it helps you in an in a class it's I mean, really accurate to like you know yeah the undergrad level orbital yeah, mechanics sure. like the you know, all the approximations that you would make and stuff right but for actual satellites there's way 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 more i would hope so that they take into account <laughs> yeah, yeah i would hope so yeah but like every person at nasa plays kerbal or at least has played it before like it's like a thing are you, are you just like amazing at it now are you can you just like no no uh, no i mean i well, like, think the best i did is like i got to the equivalent of mars in that game but i could never get that's back. still legit yeah like i'm getting that far but yeah you should see what most people really oh, do yeah. in that game it's <laughs> I, I can only imagine yeah but it's yeah. like the guy who um who stole the plane from SeaTac. Uh, oh, oh that, was that was fucked up the guy literally learned how to fly on microsoft simulator uh, flight simulator 10 and that's really? where he figured everything out and he just okay. happened to work on the ramp at uh, at SeaTac, which is right where Charlie is. Right. Like Charlie lives yeah. 10 miles north of there. And the dude in the game was able to barrel roll a jetliner. And nobody has ever done it in real life, as, as, far, as, as far as most people know. And he barrel rolled no a jetliner. Yes. They have yeah. it on video yeah. of him rolling this. And he goes, well, let's see if I can do it. He barrel rolls it. And then... And then keeps he flying, com- and then he comes like a hundred feet from crashing into the water. Too. Yeah, it's so crazy. he said, I could, "I could do it in the flight simulator." So let me try it in real life, and he did it in real life. Did he die? Yes, he eventually crashed the plane. Yeah, I was going to say on that, purpose yeah. into he an was island. Like suicidal. Yeah. He was. But, yeah. Hey, I mean, if you're going to go out, but that's like that's how realistic cool. these simulators can be, which is is awesome that you can put that onto your computer here. Right. You don't need one of the big, you know, expensive rooms. But but to that end, I mean, 
flight simulator is a pretty hefty simulator as yeah. it is. Kerbal yeah. Space Program, like, I'm sure you could run it on, on a Mac. Yeah, yeah. You could run it on right. a laptop. Yeah. Right. Uh, still, that's awesome. That, like, All right, so you wanted to get they, to ion propulsion. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Ion thrust or whatever. Yeah. And we got on this tangent. Yeah, sorry. We have to follow the script now. Yeah, sorry, page two. Back. Uh-huh. Uh, the director, the producer's, you know, shouting at to I don't want to short end From the people. booth over there. Quiet. No, I mean, it's it was just really interesting that, like, sorry. in my mind, there's all this cool technology out there. And I'm like, well, why don't we have ion engines? And yeah. it, it, you know, clearly that we do in space, but we can't do it here. And I'm like, why not? But it's all the efficiency. It's just the lack of like it's just it's too expensive. Like, so, in your words, Charlie, give us a quick and dirty rundown of the episode, and then people can go listen to it for in depth. Yeah. So, the paper we covered on the most recent episode of Paper Boys Pod, of course, cast <laughs> paperboyspodcast.com. You're giving us your Instagram handle. Yeah, at Paper Boys Pod. If you want to check out some cool pictures. Um, so, MIT. These people at MIT they built this little plane that used. Uh, what's called an ionic wind to yeah. fly and so essentially they just had like an electrode or two electrodes and they're generating a really strong electric field between them and then so the really strong voltage on one of them is creating this little plasma and then the really negative voltage on the other one is is like pulling ions out of that plasma yep. so then those ions come and you create like this current between the two electrodes and then the very like motion of those ions through the air pushes Creates. all the air molecules around it so that's like the dyson uh the dyson fans that are bladeless and fanless have you ever seen those oh, is that how those work i'm pretty sure it's an ion fan or they have an ion uh really? hair dryer yeah so if you see it it's just like a, a giant oval with an open i've seen uh, that yeah with I an open space i think they use ions to they attach ions to like dust particles to make them collect heavier oh no but it's that, a i mean that fan. Makes sense. it's not yeah, a, that's a whole it's not like a purifier. area of research yeah but i think i i think it just helps like purify oh, okay. as it goes i'd I be shocked wind. if they did it with that fan thing because this is like forty thousand volts or something it would kill you oh yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be very dangerous to just put in your house yeah that's fair there's, yeah. there's so there's, there's all right there's some dumbed down version of that but they call it an ion fan or ion, interesting uh, yeah uh whatever well what's interesting about this plane is that one it has a huge wingspan and it has yep. to be very light to make it efficient but that it also has these uh, what cables under it or like these lines of wires like wires yeah those are the electrodes right which yeah. basically help propel well, it yeah so right? what's cool is like the, the wire in the front is what's creating the little cloud of plasma mm-hmm. and then the electrode in the back is actually shaped like a wing so it's sh- oh, it's, no it's like it got that airfoil shape yeah and so since those ions are going to come and they're going to hit the wing shaped electrode but all the air they pull along with it will get dragged over that airfoil and that's how they get it to fly that's where you get the the the, aloft wait it's yeah. not just from it's not from it passing over the the wing it's from the, the air passing over the wind yeah okay. not not right. the ions yeah okay because the gotcha. ions get sucked right onto the electrode and they yeah. just you know um sorry i'm looking up how this actual fan works if it's truly they yeah. call it the ionic uh bladeless fan yeah it's not so i mean so like this ionic wind thing has been around for a while so it, it very well could be the same thing but you know that little fan is not nearly enough to keep a plane in flight so i think the real innovation here is that they got something that was light enough and high enough power right. with that low weight to actually i mean fly quote unquote it was like this little glider that they <laughs> flew halfway across a gym right it's still like a very far cry from even being used on like a drone but right but i think at some point it would probably get to that right like, hopefully yeah. yeah yeah so this is bullshit it has a base 
Yeah. And inside that base, there's a brushless fan right. that just beats air into those tubes that are sort of like the the, the oval-shaped uh, open space that you can stick your hand through. And then the air just comes out of like little vents that are all around it. So the air is just like coming in at just, the bottom of the fan. Just coming from the base and getting pushed out oh. instead of a fan sitting there and blowing air directly at you. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. still like the whole reason fans <laughs> Screw are you, Dyson. is because they're loud. Like I had a professor in college who he was like, he probably was worth over a hundred million dollars because sure. he did this patent for like L'Oreal or I don't know, one of those cosmetics companies to make a better hair dryer. Basically, and he, he told Crazy. me the way he explained it was like, Hair dryers used to be there was like one fan that was like big right. and then it has to spin really fast. And I guess the sound goes as the size cubed or something. So his big innovation was just instead of one big fan, let's just do like three <laughs> oh, small, small fans. Ones. Yeah. The sound goes down like crazy and I make a hundred million dollars. <laughs> so that's, he that's has the patent so on like all the hair dryers that we use today. And yeah, it's so basic. Yeah. That's what we need to do. And that explains why he was a terrible teacher because he did not need to teach yeah. to make yeah, a living. Yeah, he was pro- like, he's just phoning it in. All or, yeah. But see, that that gives you the opportunity to be the best teacher because you don't need the, the professorship. That's true. He and was actually a horrible teacher for the first class I had him in and then an awesome teacher in the next one I had him. Yeah. What? You got more questions? Well, yeah, I know. I was <laughs> more just to the fact that like, like listening to Charlie's podcast and just hearing about all these people just working on really cool shit. Like, it makes me happy that there are people out there that literally just kind of, they're fueling their curiosity. Pepsi doesn't satisfy you? Pepsi does not satisfy me. (laughs) And I definitely am not changing the world. But I think that uh, just knowing that, like, you know, you're out there trying to, like, figure out how to land shit on Mars, right? Like, Yeah, kind of, yeah. Or take off or whatever. Sort of. Are you actually looking... You're looking at Mars or are you looking beyond Mars? Mars is what NASA is really interested in. It's a big focus right now. That's a big reason why they're funding my research. Yeah, um, and that's but, all about making that time shorter. No, it's really more about saving weight. So okay. like it costs. So you I'm don't sure have to carry heard. the propellant. Yeah. So the way that so my research is on what's called aerocapture, and so I think you guys both already know this, but mm-hmm. for the you know what do you get like Unmissated. ten to twenty thousand listeners on this? Yeah. Uh, per hour. Yeah. Okay. So for for all the people listening, it's like when you go to another planet, you're coming by on like if you've ever heard of a flyby trajectory, that means that literally you're going to zip by the planet and then well, you're going to capture a little bit of its gravity, right? Or are you talking about just going straight hey, through? Hey, Nate, why no, don't we so, let the expert explain it? So, but that, well, <laughs> so not so like a slingshot in Armageddon. It is like a slingshot. That's what happens. <laughs> like shit. you, you get in. I'm trying to make it relatable. Did dude. you see the Martian? They do it in the Martian too. Yeah, they do. You're right. Yeah, and so when you come in, you like yeah, you zip around the planet, but then you get you get flung back out yeah. into space. Yeah. So what they do now is you have to use like a rocket to slow yourself down. When you get there, and then when you slow yourself down, you know if you'd played Kerbal Space Program, you'd know this. I obviously <laughs> which, he hasn't. Clearly when I you know. when you slow yourself down, then you get trapped into like a stable orbit, and then you can you know do right. stuff. Mm-hmm. The goal with my research is not to use a rocket to slow down, but to actually like dip into the atmosphere and use drag from the air to slow down instead. Holy shit! Yeah, that's crazy. Which that's what that also, video shows you in like pretty cut and dry, simple to understand but graphics like, and all right stupid question how like let, let's say that this is for mars how much do we know about mars's atmosphere to make these kind of predictions that we can we kind of know a lot do we yeah we were able to land the insight the insight lander uh just a few weeks ago that they did the episode on you had to know a lot about the atmosphere for that yeah, yeah. So. and every time they do one of those landings they learn a lot more so like mars we've got a really good idea because we've landed i don't know eight things there yeah but 
like what what I'm really interested like Mars is cool and everything but it's not really what gets me like well, get it, you out of bed. it does it does it really excites me but what i'm more interested in is like well we've never been to neptune we only have we have like one picture of neptune and it's because voyager 2 did a flyby in like 1987 <laughs> or something yeah. that's the and only everything time is, and everything is that deep has only been flybys and just like we're just launching this thing way the hell out there and once it gets right out of our range it's gone right because it's so far away we used so much fuel to get it there that we can't possibly have back. enough once we get there to, to slow, slow it down. down yeah interesting so neptune is like one of those things it's the furthest planet out depends if it, you consider pluto a planet do you consider pluto a planet uh, not at liberty to, to <laughs> just, you're gonna lose your i don't want to alienate anyone with yeah. this um do you but, have top secret clearance yeah <laughs> uh but so Neptune has like this really big, thick atmosphere. I mean, it's all atmosphere. It's just a big ball of gas. Okay. But so like my, yeah, what like I my think would be. <laughs> <laughs> Is it also very cold? Uh, yes. <laughs> and judges my parenting skills? It does do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, then yeah. It's very cool. um, but so then you could like, you know, actually orbit Neptune. So you know how we now have this orbiter around Jupiter. We've right. been getting all these awesome pictures. Yeah. That, phenomenal. And like you're seeing Jupiter in a way that we never possibly yeah, people knew love before. It. Right. Yeah. Imagine what Neptune really looks like. Yeah. You know, all we have is like this blurry blue yeah. sphere, but how cool would it be to see, you know, something more long-term? So how, how far off are we from like in terms of years of doing that, doing something like that? Oh, very. I mean, my research, like we'll probably never actually get done. <laughs> or, or you won't live long enough to see it done. Uh, no, I think it's more that like, so we years, have- years wise, maybe 30 or something, but okay. But it's more that, like, so they just do don't do, want to take Charlie? any sort of risk. I was going to say, how so, do you base uh, your entire PhD studies and program on something that you don't even believe is going to get actively I mean, that's kind of what... I know that's what a, a lot of science is. For, is. Yeah, <laughs> it's for, like, researching things that just help kind of, like, push our little bubble of knowledge out. Yeah. Right. Cool. Whereas if you wanted... I mean, so the thing that I'm working on originated as a product by this, like, private lab that I was doing my research in originally, but their way of going at it was literally just like oh well we just want to get the next grant to fund this i don't think they really had any real intention of trying to go to neptune with this whereas like the phd is great because they'll actually just fund you to do the research and figure out it's not going to be a problem if the answer at the end of my dissertation is no this will not work right that's valuable information whereas if you're trying to make this product that will get us to neptune one day you can't have the answer no because a yes or no is worth way more than i don't know yes oh totally yes i mean like nasa has explored a thousand different concepts for every possible thing that they've done but they always end up sticking with like the really safe option you know yeah it's fair when you're spending that much money and but the reason why they stick with the safe option is because they've researched every alternative and decided no it's not when do you think uh, the U.S. will stop relying on Kazakhstan and Russia to launch humans into space. When do you think the U.S. is going to be launching them again? It's private, right? It's, yeah, but it's going to. It's SpaceX is the is the first feasible. Uh, right, but do you think they'll company. ever go public again with like launching NASA, like yeah. doing a shuttle yeah. or something? Yeah. No, yeah, no, you don't think NASA will? It's so, I mean, it's the thing expensive. is that it's too expensive the way that NASA does it, and it's also like now it's such an easy problem, relatively speaking. Yeah. That if SpaceX can do it, like just. But what are they building them... the SLS for? Well, that's a big, that's a very contentious issue. Yeah. People want them to cancel that. They and should. The only reason it's not canceled is because it has like all this momentum and literally there's like Super every pressure. county in America has a little bit of a SLS. What is know, the SLS? St. Luke School. <laughs> <laughs> space, la- uh, space launch system. 
It's basically uh, the next Saturn V. Okay. But with it's, no and real it's a NASA, purpose to it. It's a NASA thing. It's a NASA thing. And okay. everyone says like that it's going to cost $2 billion every launch. The same Holy way that the shuttle shit. was cool but it was like not really that useful it was yeah. not there was nothing about it that was it was really cool and i watched one of the launches did you i watched the last you watch one of the last ones i watched the last uh uh discovery launch uh and then what was the final one that flew well whatever it was yeah I forget i would name, have loved but i saw yes i saw the last so you went discovery to cape canaveral one. and saw it i was on um no i was not in cape canaveral i was 50 miles north on the beach we like parked our truck yeah uh on the beach watched it launch and we we're listening to it like all the cars there had the radios on you want to talk about a spectacle and if you thought that like the space industry was dead or people lost interest in in yeah. stuff going to space we were 50 miles away and as far as i could see north or south on a straight beach were cars parked on this beach and That's everybody awesome. had their radios blasting listening to nasa radio and saw the countdown NASA radio. saw it all ignite <laughs> saw the spaceship go up you could you're that close to it that you could see it ignite oh yeah you could see you could see the whole burst you could see it go up and two and a half minutes later heard the boom that's awesome and then you probably felt it oh you can yeah, feel it like, yeah you can still feel just chest, a little bit yeah. a little bit in your chest and it was seriously one of it's probably the top two coolest experiences of my entire life. What uh, yeah, what's the, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm like, was Losing it the your coolest experience? in the back of a truck in uh, yeah. Vegas Park? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that when I, so I, sorry, I went to, uh, I went to school in Miami and we were rowing one morning and I just see this like weird cloud, like way. Oh up shit. And, I mean, that's Miami's crazy. Hundreds of miles away, but you see this little like white cloud. I'm like spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, it's a rocket launch. You know, Have you that. ever seen pictures of the um, of the SpaceX launches at uh, Vanda Vandenberg Vandenberg uh, oh, out in California? Yeah, so it goes over LA. Yeah, yeah. Oh and my then god, there's this awesome. whole like cloud of and that whole like stuff. aurora. Yeah, basically producing cool. thing. It is insane. It causes so many accidents on the highway. Yeah, and so they're like kind of pissed. But <laughs> it's funny if you go on Twitter the next day and just search like hashtag UFO or hashtag alien. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Just, yeah. You <laughs> could spend all day. Stuff. It's like virtual people watching. It's That's the best. Amazing. It's all these idiots that don't actually watch the news or know what's yeah. going on in the yeah. outside world. And they're like, Holy shit. Well, no, it, no. I mean, they will, when they see that it's, Oh, you know, they said it was a SpaceX launch. They go, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I know what's really going on here. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So we had an episode of our podcast, uh, Paper Boys. You ever heard of it? Oh, I haven't. No, oh, we'll check about? out the website, paperboyspodcast.com. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll go there. What's, uh, you got an email address? Yeah, paperboyspod at gmail.com. So oh, wow. we had an episode about that Amuamua, <laughs> Mua, like, uh, meteor thing. Okay. Which this Harvard researchers came out with a paper that the whole, like, conclusion section was saying this might be an alien spacecraft. And so we posted that episode oh, to like God. this aliens subreddit oh, and Jesus. everyone there loved it. Like yeah, they, they just ran with it and they're they all like, Oh, I knew it. You know, I knew it. The NASA was covering this up and yeah. But That's... so now I, I go on that subreddit once in a while and I'm just like, man, this is the best place. <laughs> Get so deep into the most bizarre aspects of human life in the 21st century. What? In Reddit? On, on Reddit, yeah. subreddit. I mean, even like the comment sections on Instagram, I don't really oh, yeah. go on Facebook, but it's just unbelievable the shit that people perpetuate and believe oh, in. Yeah. Like, especially when you're talking about uh, anything government related, yes. anything space related, or if you get into like hunting or guns or something like that, it's just, 
sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's sad. Yeah. But boy, can you occupy a day? Well, it's a good place for confirmation bias, where you just like yeah. hear other people say what you believe, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, this guy believes that this was an yeah. alien thing too. Cool. I, we must be right. But you could also say the most twisted, messed up, incongruent thing in in one of those subreddits or on an on a comment section. Yeah. And there are bound to be at least a hundred people that fully agree with you. And you're like, I, I was high on Ambien when I wrote that. <laughs> and it doesn't even make sense. But somebody out there is going to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love the internet. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, because who cares? Like why, you know, you're not going to change anyone's mind. It's better to just sit totally, back and yeah. I enjoy the show. And like, it's just when it, when it actually turns to real life, then, uh, yeah, then it becomes a problem. Um, I will say that I have a friend, Manny, who's also a rocket scientist. Really? I know two rocket scientists. Wow. The interesting thing is that he, uh, did his postgrad at Princeton. Your UW advisor was a grad student with him. No way. Yeah. Justin Little? I don't I don't know the name. Oh, wait, I shouldn't say it. Can you bleep that out? Yes. I got to remain anonymous here. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Charlie Kelly. Uh, wait, that's awesome. Wait, yeah. Manny? Manny Stockman. Okay. And did he, what did he like research or do you know anything I, about his lab I, or what he does? I think there was something to do with thermal something. Oh, yes. Thermal. Yeah. Thermal subterfusion <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, you're talking to an, a guy who was an advertiser. Yeah. That's, that, you know, heat? that word is a dog whistle for rocket scientists. Yeah. I know I know what that means. You know, you're yeah. up. Thermal, you're but up. I can't tell you. Um, but I did tell him that you were uh, you're coming on and he had some he had some stumpers for you. Oh, Sorry, come dude. on. I'm What's on vacation, the secret man? Princeton handshake? Oh. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> extend to me the grip, bro. Yeah. Were, you in a, were you in a dining club? Is that what they're called? Or in an eating club? Eating club. Eating um, club. Eating I club. was in an eating club, oh, yeah. Of course you were. You basically... You don't I mean, pretty much to, everyone but does. You pretty yeah. much do. But yeah. I was in like the most... Um, like Or like the least stuffy one, basically. The most exciting. It was the one that anyone can sign up for, and all the rowers just did oh, okay. to like eat food at. You <laughs> nice. know, and, awesome. and drink beer at. Awesome. To have meals. Um, all right, so the first thing, uh, and he actually sent me a paper on this, which I didn't read because again, I have, <laughs> sorry, man, <laughs> I, I read like a first grader. Um, but how do fur-lined hoods work? Fur-lined hoods? He, he was like, one day I was just wondering why why do fur-lined hoods? Why are they so efficient? Uh, and he researched and found a paper on fur, it. so fur-lined like a hood that like goes over coat your hood, head, like jacket hood. Okay, why are they fur. so effective at keeping you warm or holding heat? So I have, and a, by the way, I do not know the answer to this. What I, I have the, pa- I know I the answer. Just... All right, Nate, come on, granola boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with Nate's answer. Um, what? It works because it's warm. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. So I have like two ideas. Okay. One is you know how like you know how you get goosebumps when you're cold. Yep. It's because your hair will stand Wait, up, I... and then it traps a little layer of air there. Right. It's the same way like oh, okay. a wetsuit works. Like it traps a little layer of water and then your body means, heats up that water. Right. So then the heat exchange is going on between just like that air instead of like instead of the ocean. When the wind is blowing or yeah, the water's flowing, it's taking away all those warm particles and then. Gotcha. You know. Okay. So that's my one idea. The other one is more like, you know, radiation stuff. Cause like, I know there's a thing you can do with like razor blades. If you stack a bunch of razor blades together and then you look at the blade end, it's mm-hmm. like completely black. So it like light literally goes in there and then can't. Oh, come and back just out. reflects. Oh no, shit. indefinitely. Yeah, inside. so it, yeah, like if you look at it, it's like the it's literally the blackest thing you will ever like the darkest thing you'll ever be able to see. Like here that's on awesome, Earth, you know. So holy shit, my holy shit. I'm thinking maybe it has something to do with that because like the way you know the furs might all stick <laughs> out and I don't know. So my thought went to what about the hair follicles being hollow, 
possibly if it's the right kind of fur, the right kind of animal. I mean, but it works with fake fur too. But I'm just wondering, so they can they can make that. It's probably more of like a surface okay. area thing, right? Of just like. Well, I'm just wondering, like in those tiny hair follicles, there's a little bit if it's if they can make it hollow or on animals that have hollow or more hollow hair follicles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, winter animals, fox, whatever, <laughs> coyotes. Uh, coyotes. Um, uh, are you heating up that little that little pocket of of air or hollow space in the hair follicle, and that's sort of then radiating back to you? Maybe I don't know because I mean, what's I don't know if those are even hollow in the first place. I'll Human say, hair is. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's creepy. So he sent me the paper. I'll send it to you. Cause Wait, again, so you don't know the answers to any of these? Uh, How are you going to stump me? if? Well, I'm not trying to stump you. I'm just He's going to listen to this, and he's going to know if you're stumped. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he'll get the rundown on me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last, last question. Wait, all he needs to know is that I did my undergrad at Princeton, but then couldn't get in there for grad school. So. Oh, is that true? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm at UW now. Yeah, so. which is a pretty <laughs> shitty school. Yeah. Uh, so what takes more power, taking off from Earth or landing? Taking off. Taking off takes... Well, I don't. I mean, what do you mean takes more power? Cause, Dude, again, he just <laughs> said these questions. Because when you take off, you have a lot more uh, weight to lift. Right. But when you're landing, you're coming in faster. But you're going. You have a lot less weight. So when you're I landing, mean, so you when you're landing back on Earth, because right now when you land on Earth, in most cases it's it's through drag in the atmosphere and then a parachute. Right. So like the parachute and all that, like you. That's no, technically that's power, it's, but it's not power that you need to generate. So that I, you're saying taking off. We need to get him in here. I know. I told him that because, he should come on. I know because what he should have told you is that any engineer is is going to just apply 10 different qualifiers to every question so they, like i can't possibly be wrong now right well what do you mean so, is it 72 degrees in the south of florida or right. are we launching from 32 yeah. degrees in kazakhstan because that actually does matter density of air totally no not the density it's because uh you get more of a boost from the rotation of the earth oh yeah that's why we yeah. launch like in florida it's yeah. like one of the furthest south you can get in in yeah. america so you get a better because the earth is spinning faster at the oh, equator right. than it yeah, is the actual so it's going to yeah. launch it's going to te- technically throw you off the planet quicker yeah or more efficiently yeah. yeah wow holy shit that's awesome so uh but beneath know. 32 degrees latitude it takes more power to take <laughs> yeah. off than my god pretty common sense shit here you know again i'm a kelly you know I, it just comes naturally to us <laughs> sorry does it really because <laughs> how's the granola business uh, we definitely don't need to make it in the south of Florida. Um, That's true. Uh, although baking it at altitude might make a difference. I'm sure it would. Yeah, like, isn't that supposed to be really hard to do? Or just different? Well, it's different. Well, I mean, like, water boils at a lower temperature yeah. at altitude. Yeah. Uh, so anything at heat reacts differently. Um, but all I know is, like, our aunt's cookies are better at altitude than they are at sea level. That's true. But that's because she's just better than mom. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> Wait, uh, is is mom gonna listen to this? I don't know. Uh no. Oh, but you know who shout out? Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Aunt Lulu, Lulu <laughs> loves our podcast. She She's knew about our podcast before Charlie's podcast. Yeah, when she came <laughs> in the other day. I like Lulu. Yeah. She came in the other day and was like, Oh, I was listening to your podcast the whole drive. I was about to be like, Wow, thank you. And she goes, Nate, it was so great. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I was like, No, 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 I think you have the wrong guy. Like Charlie has a podcast. She goes, the one with the whiskey bottle if you're bored i was like oh, oh my god that's true you might lose her if you call it bored in connecticut uh well, then we're not she can relate she really liked the artificial artificial unintelligence conversation 
Okay. Um, That's good. So, uh, did I stay out. at Lulu's house? Uh, you went there for dinner one night. You stayed at Lisa's house in oh, okay. Denver. You have so many aunts. Um, yeah, this is the one who lives in Steamboat. Oh, right. Okay, um, yes. Who gets to ski basically every day of her life. Hmm. And it's a pretty good deal. So we oh. went out to Colorado for Eleanor's graduation. It was my birthday. And then she asked me what I wanted to do on my birthday. And uh, she mentioned uh, brewery tours and some walking around and seeing other things in Denver. And the brewery tour got me thinking, oh, why don't we go on a, a distillery tour? I've never been to one. Yeah. And two episodes ago, I think, is when we tried this Stranahan's, um, which is a single malt uh, scotch whiskey. And it's the sherry uh, sorry, whiskey, cask. Just whiskey. Yeah, um, it's uh, single, single malt whiskey. It's American whiskey. Uh, American whiskey. And we can get into the semantics in a minute. <laughs> I'm sure you, um, I'm but sure the specific really bottle that you own, Adam, yes. is the sherry cask. Yep. This is the high end one. So what tuned me into it though is when we were drinking it, uh, I was like, "Oh, this is out in Denver, Colorado," and I was like, "Shit, we're going there in a few weeks. Like maybe we'll go on that distillery tour." Turns out it was like 15 minutes from my from my aunt's house where we were staying. Awesome. And so we all said, "Great, let's go." Um, we went there, and I was like, "I wasn't sure about it from the outside." You walked in, and it, it just seemed a little kitschy the was way that, that the they. Fo- had... I saw a photo of you guys outside a truck. Was yeah, that there. So that truck is out in their <laughs> parking lot. It's a good picture. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> that actually did uh, look like you superposed, but. Kind of like you guys were the Hanson brothers. We were a little natural. Yeah, I, I would definitely love some. Um, so we uh, we went there, and I wasn't sure about it. The interior was a little kitschy, kind of old western uh, look. But it was it was it was actually pretty genuine because then when you walked in the back and they talked about their whole history and yeah. story of how it started. You know what though, man? Like, sorry to interrupt, but like every wine tour I've been on, like the really fancy like, yeah. vineyards. It's all bullshit, but like the yeah. dudes that like grow it in their backyard, those are the guys you want to talk to because they Absolutely. really know their shit and they're super passionate about it and they're not just like collecting a paycheck. And this guy is that guy. So Stranahan is not actually the founder of this of this distillery. Okay. It's the guy's friend who started this distillery whose barn he saved while it was on fire. The guy was making beer <laughs> illegally. He's a, he's a moonshiner. Okay. Um, and the guy's barn was on fire, and so he went in to help him save all and the, the beer. And the founder of Stranahan's was a volunteer fireman. It was a volunteer fireman. That's why he was wow. there. So he's a he's a moonshiner, so he's doing something illegal. By the way, this episode was sponsored by Stranahan's. I wanted to just be up front. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to cut commercial break here. Yeah, gotta uh, make sure. Folks, you <laughs> thirsty. Um, we've got a recommendation <laughs> for whiskey. I, uh, back just, to the story of Stranahan's founding. Yeah, you tell me he's a moonshiner, and I, I just picture them as like the dukes of hazard like kind of actually didn't she reference that she goes she the she? woman giving us the tour she was like you know i think moonshiners like dukes of hazard yeah uh well, I, I just i just heard her say the south will rise again something like that oh yeah Jesus. yeah you're right so, um <laughs> in colorado marching and you're just like whoa wow this guy <laughs> just went south fast uh no pun intended um so uh they only make three whiskeys Okay. Um, so first of all, they're the whole, small. okay, sorry. Yeah. They're really small. Well, I say they're really small. They actually had a lot of, um, uh, what did not, not barrels, stills, or... but yeah, barrels. Yeah. No, but, they had like a, a legit, I mean, if you've ever been to a brewery that produces for, I don't know, a large regional area, it's about mm-hmm. that size. They okay. had a bunch of, you know, a bunch of those little, what I had, awesome. I, what I didn't know. And so we had a quick conversation in the beginning of, um, a few episodes ago about, you know, whiskey versus scotch versus bourbon. Yeah, she actually taught us a lot on this. I didn't realize how similar the beginning process of whiskey, Scotch, bourbon distillation is identical to the brewing uh, beer brewing process. And the only thing that doesn't get added are like the hops or a chocolate flavor or some other fruity flavor. 
that's going into all those all those big barrels. It okay. just starts from the malt Malts. grains, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's so, boiling it's boiling yeast with right. malt. Making that mash kind of thing. Yeah, so exactly that spent grain mixture. Mm-hmm. Um so Stranahan's is a single malt whiskey, which just means that it is a single source of of uh of brewed and distilled whiskey. Right, it's not a blend. It's not a blend. And what I didn't realize a blend also is not a blend of different types of of whiskeys from one brewery or from one distillery. Yeah. It's from multiple distilleries. So the the thing that she mentioned was Johnny Walker. They don't actually have their own single distillery. They're pulling from multiple right. distilleries. Totally. Um, so I didn't realize that. That was just did sort of a basic thing. We did, but I guess I didn't I didn't understand it. <laughs> or like, I didn't we get it. We covered this. Oh, Nate has last week's script. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> flip the page, flip the page. Um, so anyway, it uh, they only make three kinds uh, on a regular basis. That's they awesome. have their original, which is a yellow label, which is a combination of a two, three, and four-year-old whiskey. Okay. Nate, the um, the sponsors asked that you use the word marriage. A oh, marriage. Yeah. A marriage. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a blend. She yeah. said. Thanks for right. keeping us honest here. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a blend. It's a marriage of two, three, and four year old uh, whiskeys. Their uh, black label Diamond Peak, which is very good, is just their four year old. Four year, yeah. And then the sherry cask one that we're drinking, yeah, the one that you have is their their top end one, mm-hmm. and that is their Diamond Peak Diamond Peak four year old uh, whiskey. That's put into a sherry cask from Spain that right. is 50 to 60 years old, the cask. And it's been making sherry in Spain for the last 50 to 60 years. Oloroso. And sits in that cask for nine months, and it gets that that flavor. Uh, I mean, it's phenomenal. And then they do a, a seasonal flavor, a, uh, a winter flavor, snowflake that they call it, uh, once a year. And the, the head distiller goes out and sources different barrels from all over the world. And they release it on December 1st. They have people that line up and camp out in their parking lot a oh, week shit. beforehand and sell out on the first day. It, it, all gone. That's Just it. Totally, That's like, it. That's all you can have. The only other time you can have it is if you go to their tasting room and, and buy a glass. It? We didn't. What? I'm pretty yeah, how pissed. much was a glass though it Wait, wasn't a ton it was like like 14 taser? bucks or something yeah, okay. for a but also like that's one of those things where like okay it's probably good but i feel like it's so much more about the artificial scarcity yeah, oh, absolutely it's like have you ever yeah. had that you can manufacture a buzz around something though just right. by saying it's scarce like everyone who's ever been to vermont always talks so much about like oh heady topper mm-hmm. oh my god heady topper it's like okay it's good yeah, but, but it's not but like worth you can. You're all jerking it off. Also. Yeah, you're all jerking it off just because they don't sell it like nationally. That's exactly right. you know? what it is. But that's a smart business model, right? I guess, but I mean, like, don't you think you'd sell a lot more granola if you sold it in every grocery store in the country every day? In it's theory, not a smart yes. business model. It's a great. It's a great marketing model. But like this but podcast, we're calling it "If You're Bored Nationwide," or are you bored <laughs> just in Connecticut? Well, I it around. I like it. Not a lot to do in Connecticut. <laughs> Uh, I strongly suggest. I want now. I want to find more distilleries. Wait, we got to tell Adam how to drink the whiskey. Oh yeah. Okay, tell right. me how so to. There's an actual so sign. It's Charlie, a little ahead. late because you're already like two thirds of a glass in. But so that means you've already cleansed the palate. The first step is you take a very small sip. Okay. Just kind of you know get it S- neat. No rocks. Yeah, neat. No water. Nothing. Okay. And then let that sit for a little while. Okay. Then you got to do what's called the Chattanooga, Chattanooga chew. That's. Such bullshit Southern. marketing. No, it's not. The this... Chattanooga Chew. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like a fu- Charleston Chew. Yep. But for adults. Oh. Okay. 
So you take like a real sip, you know, think like half a shot's worth. Okay. Half a shot's worth. Mm -mm. That's a lot of alcohol. I mean, she poured us like a shot's worth of whiskey and she said, you're going to do two sips of this. No, you can do three. So there's, there's the palate cleanser, which is a tiny sip, which is a tiny little sip to just like warm your mouth up in your throat and it'll taste very peppery. She said, then you take your second sip, which is the Chattanooga chew, which is a, a bigger sip. And you literally wait, don't. We got to instruct you how to take this. Stuff. <laughs> you just spit it back. Yeah, that's going to come through. Uh, yeah, I've marinated. And it that you literally saliva. like you, you, you chew it in your mouth and it's supposed to get all over your tongue. And so you get all, how do you, you get all taste buds? So she said like, don't, don't swish it. Cause if you swish it, it'll oh, ruin okay. the whiskey. Okay. You just sort of like get it everywhere. Like, like you're mashing on some gum. I'm sure people yeah. love hearing us like fake yeah, I know, chew this, into yeah, a mic. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold on. We'll have a, like a, a gum okay, chewing contest ahead. after this. Tastes like saliva. Yeah, I wonder why. I knew Adam was a spitter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't swallow. Oh, um, God. Okay. So you get a little bit more of a taste. Yeah, it really hit the front of my tongue. Okay. And actually, yeah, you're right. It hit the they, front of my tongue. They call that um, They call that a, a just a tip whiskey. Oh, okay. <laughs> when it's it, a very it's forward whiskey. You've heard of, of, like you've heard of forward wine. Just to see how it feels. It's not backwards. Yeah, right. Um, and then she said the, the final one was, this is where you add a little spritz of water. So when you're like yeah. the high end, like a scotch. little like dropping. So now, you yes. know, like, so when you get that burn, they call that like, it's spicy mm-hmm. and that's like a younger whiskey. And then okay. if you add a little bit of water to it, it like kind of mellows it out. Okay. It almost she makes says it, it doesn't like dilute it. Although you are diluting it. You're actually just changing the flavor profile to it. Okay. Um, so I thought it was interesting, but she was really cool about it. She goes now. If you like your whiskey on the rocks, good for you. If you like it neat, yeah. good for you. If you want to add some water in right off the bat, good for you. Uh, don't let anybody tell you how to drink your whiskey, scotch, or bourbon. Yeah. If some whiskey snob says, no, it's this is the way you have to drink it. You've got to cleanse the palate. Then you got to Chattanooga chew it. And then you got to like chase it down a so little bit and change the what flavor profile. you just profile. told me to do. So when I told yeah. you to spit it out. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. You don't know how to chew it. You don't have to do that. And that's what I really liked about her and I liked about Stranahan's is the fact that just like, hey, this is this is how you are supposed to drink it. But yeah. in reality, however you like drinking whiskey or bourbon or scotch is how you enjoy it. So you had mentioned something about volunteering at Stranahan's? Oh, yes. So every single bottle of theirs is bottled by volunteers. So when they first started, uh, the guy didn't have enough money to like pay a whole operation line to, to bottle everything. And in the beginning, there were literally people hand-filling uh, these bottles. And he said, you know, you can come here and you can help me fill these bottles and put stickers on them. And your payback is, here's a giant barrel of Stranahan's with a ladle in it. Take as much as you like. And the reason why it has a crooked label on it is because people would get so drunk that no they couldn't put a label on correctly. And no two bottles are the same. So if oh, you no buy, if you buy cool. another bottle, that label will not be on the I same thought they exact were just direction. like a Johnny Walker. Nope. So Adam, I must say that if you had been on this tour, you would find this to be the most boring conversation because Nate is literally just regurgitating everything <laughs> yeah. that they told us. Yeah, but why not? I soaked Nate up Nate might as well work for Stranahan's right now. So, yeah, man. so anyway, they still do volunteer bottling. They're, cool. they're still workers now at Stranahan's that actually fill the bottles. Okay. And then it's up to the volunteers to cork it. And then that tin cup on the top there yeah. is actually heated up and put on there. And as it, as it cools down, it shrinks and seals 
onto the bottle and like that's how they seal it instead of a plastic wrap or right. foil cool. or something. And Adam, super fun fact, tin yeah. cup whiskey oh, go is on. actually bottled in the same facility, but what? it's not produced here in Colorado. It's produced actually in the south of Indiana, but then they ship it all oh yeah. to Colorado more. and we bottle it here. And that's why we have this tin cup on top of the bottle. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew that from, you know, there's, knowing a lot about whiskey. Well, not there's from... probably a paper on it, right? So there is a, <laughs> there is a 30,000 name list of volunteers that want to to bottle Stranahan's. Yes. And you put your name on the list, and it could be called up in two months or it could be called up in two years. So you put my name on this list. I haven't put our name on yet because I haven't been able to find it. She was like, yeah, it's right on our website. I was like, bullshit. It's actually only 20,000, but Nate put his name on 10,000 times. (laughs) He's like, I really want some free whiskey. So they give you a three-week notice, and they say, bring a friend. And the deal is you get a pizza party. You work for four hours, and you you get pizza at the end and a bottle of Stranahan's, whatever bottle you want. So I'm I like, I don't mean to be a dick, but do you know how much I make an hour? Like, <laughs> I can afford to buy a fucking straight ahead. That's not the point. The point is like, here's a good excuse to go to Colorado <laughs> to work for free. Yeah. And get pizza. You realize that it's more amazing to that pay they, for a ship, they ship these bottles to everywhere in the country where you can buy them right, yourself. Right, in all 50 states. You don't have to ship yourself there. You're right. So, so we went to Colorado, right. and it was an $80 bottle in Colorado, and I could have just gotten it here in Connecticut for 80 bucks. I didn't have to pay for a flight. I didn't have to go watch my sister graduate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So, okay. I think we've earned our Stranahan's paycheck for this episode. Yeah. I want to know about this other whiskey because I'm looking at it and okay. wondering if I should have that or another one of the Stranahan's. Yeah, it is absolutely. very smoky. It is smoky. Was my opinion. Right, I'm sold. Okay. Give me some. Uh, uh, this is what's called Spice King. It's a blended malt scotch whiskey. Um, it's a scotch, so it's from Scotland. Well, some of it is. From how do you pronounce that? Wemis malts. Wemis. 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 Wemis malts. Anyway, um, the Scots have never been good about. Tell me when pronunciation. That's good. Uh, so Charlie's a real man and drinks them straight up. No always, rocks. I, well, you know it's funny. I'll always go rocks at, at the beginning and then I just and then just get yeah, too lazy your second to glass get, to get ice after. Too lazy. So, what do you think? What are, what are your thoughts? Oh, do you need well, a palate right now, cleanser first? Do you need to wash out? I know. I, I need a palate cleanser. But also, we forgot to tell you the most important part. When you smell whiskey, you have to leave your mouth slightly oh, yeah. open I, for I, some unspecified too. reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you sniff too fast, it burns your nose. I don't know. Yeah. So does cocaine. This is a real... <laughs> <laughs> is I would have known I didn't, scotch, I didn't go to Miami. <laughs> oh. Wow. Now, okay. After being on that tour, now I understand why whiskey is smoky. Because the color literally comes from... Oh, that was the other thing. Every single whiskey scotch bourbon is clear after distillation. Right, yes. And the color only comes from the barrel. Do you remember... Um, it was probably like three weeks ago when I told you when that we talked I used about to this? work on yeah. scotch and learned how Obviously, to you didn't teach me a lot of things <laughs> I told on that you episode. that the color comes from barrels. Nate's just trying to humor the guest here. I was getting, oh, right. I was getting lit the, in that episode. I don't know. The guest who was also was on the tour. <laughs> on the tour. <laughs> so I wonder if that really light whiskey that you have. Yes. That is like horribly potent. Yeah. Is because it actually didn't sit in a barrel as long as any of these other ones. It could and be. so it's like. Basically, the straight stuff out of distillation. It could be. It could be. It, w- it was definitely more pungent. It wasn't so smoky as it was just like peaty. It was like super yeah, peaty. Yeah, you're right. It was very peaty. What's the... Uh, so, Charlie, this is 80 proof. The Spice King. Okay. Because the Stranahan's is what? 90, 94 or something? Yeah, 94 proof. 
We ate. <laughs> we all right. Nate so ate a rattlesnake hot dog. I had a awesome. rattlesnake. That's not a euphemism. Pheasant hot dog, and then an how elk inches? hot dog. How many inches was it? Oh, it was a it was, it was a, a big girthy it motherfucker. Was a honker, yeah. I mean, it was like perfectly proportioned. Yeah, six inches diameter. <laughs> oh, holy shit! It's uh, a chode. It was yeah. A chode. That I was trying to count real wheel that. of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of, uh, speaking where's of, Will? Yeah, where's Will? Yeah, what's Will gonna bring to the table? What are we gonna talk? A to wheel Will of about? cheese. Yeah, he's just oh. dropping his muffin yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> we do want to talk to Will at some point. Uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah. How come he's not here? We could get. It would have cost a, me more money. To we could get a fourth setup. Too, yeah. yeah, we need another splitter or another Zoom or whatever. It's hundred bucks. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So I think I worked out on that Sunday. I had six different types of meat. I had how much of it was cock meat? One. Oh, <laughs> chicken. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, chicken. I thought uh, you did not pork. eat chicken that day. Maybe I didn't eat cock that day. Why are That's a rare lying. day for Nate. Chicken. <laughs> Where you did put some cock in your mouth. You're going to cut that. And it's just like the only the only thing that's going to come is like, hey man, you Nate can Kelly, I didn't eat cock today. <laughs> you can edit this fucking Nate, it's not so. It's not gay. You didn't eat cock. Yeah. You didn't eat cock. <laughs> uh, no, I had, I had bacon. I yep. had rattlesnake, pheasant, elk, bison. I think that was it. I think I took a bite of of Gracie's steak. You also, yeah, you had steak. Is that a so euphemism? That's a yeah. Uh, so wait, hold on a second. You had a rattlesnake hot dog. It was a rattlesnake and pheasant hot dog. Yeah, what? it was crazy. So we went to this. Yeah, we went to this place downtown. So what they do is they go and they feed a pheasant to the rattlesnake, and then they, <laughs> and then kill they just it. gut it. Yeah, and they mash it up and wait, shove it into a. I thought you were you're joking. That's seriously no. Yeah, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> they grind up a pheasant, they grind up a rattlesnake, and they shove them into one of those what did it casings. Taste like? I mean, I'm sure it's probably mostly pheasant. It tasted, I don't know, it tasted like a a good rich so- uh, sausage, and then it had a topping on it that had cactus, jicama, and uh, mango. What was this place that you went to? What was it called? It's called Biker Gyms, just outside Coors Field, downtown Denver. Okay. Um, you know what would be way cooler is if they took the rattlesnake meat and just like, I mean, it's already shaped like a long hot dog. Right. Why not just like, that? you know. Yeah. Like, why, why even bother? I'm, I'll be honest. I'm glad that they ground it up because I wouldn't want to actually see. That'd be so cool. Like, the skin is still on it. Yeah. They serve you the rattler you as a little. You eat the rattle. Yeah. 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 And they're just like, is this a kid's meal? Okay, we're going to have a rattle for <laughs> That's you. That's the toy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> Wow, you really use the whole thing, don't you? You save the skin, turn it into boots. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the basket. <laughs> it was good. Uh, I yeah. asked the guy, I was like, honestly, I mean, I, I'm i here, and we were supposed to go to a dinner at this place that had uh, like really good game meat, mm-hmm. not bison, because I guess bison out there is just sort of a regular thing. It's the West. Yeah, if I know anything about Eleanor, she likes to celebrate with game meat. She was totally into it. She was she was identifying the restaurants. Yeah, her, we celebrated for her, her on Saturday night too. Oh, okay. Yeah, this we, is so her this idea. is your birthday. This is my birthday. Okay. Um, not her birthday. I know. My I birthday. love how as soon as Eleanor's graduation ceremony was over, the whole weekend was like, "Wow, thanks, Nate, for you know bringing us all together <laughs> yeah. for this birthday celebration." Yeah, there were a few toasts. They were like, Eleanor's- "Thank you, Nate," and then somebody was like, "And thank you, Gracie, for bringing us together." <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Eleanor's like, "I guess I'll go fuck myself." <laughs> I was this like, no, this is, we're here because Eleanor is graduating and yeah. it just happens to fall on the same weekend as my birthday. Yeah. But this is where I feel like this big snooty Connecticut guy. But now, so I'm at UW and I'll meet undergrads sometimes. No, you're oh, so a like, snooty guy from Washington who just said UW. UW. That's what Boys in the boat. That's not snooty. 
Um, I go to UW. Yeah, go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. No, what I find is that you, when I meet undergrads and I'm like, oh, so like, what year are you? Nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, I don't even, I don't know. Like, I guess technically you would call me a junior, but like, so everyone Wait, oh, that you're I saying know, people in Connecticut do that. <clears throat> no, people in Connecticut are like, it's like. Oh well, you go to high school for four years, and then you go to like a cool Nescat college, college for four years, for four. and then you go work in New York City for two more years, and then you move to back to Connecticut, a suburb. But <laughs> like, out, what I'm finding Tell us at, about it, Adam. at UW is like <laughs> I was at New York for a lot more than two years. So what I'm finding is like a lot of people, especially like in the engineering tracks and stuff, like they are working and yeah. also in college, and it's yeah. like a, a completely yeah. different. It's like a much more kind of mature adult way of going through school is that so, a do you think that's a state school thing though well so that's what i'm saying so eleanor was at cu denver right. you know so and like du was not her thing which is a private school and so it's like i think some people just it's it's just a completely different paradigm it's totally. like well this is i'm gonna you know she was nannying and she was making money and she's doing stuff and right figuring out what she wanted to do and and whereas, a variety of people that were in her graduating class like in terms of age ethnicity right, right. Like background everything you could just say wow this is much more diverse than class at Princeton, class at Trinity. Well, to that end, I mean, I, I like even when I went to Miami, it was totally different than the fucking schmucks I grew up with in yes, Fairville County. Yeah. It yeah. was awesome to be like, oh, that's what a Latino looks like. <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit! And that's yeah. not even a joke. Like I like I never hung out with Hispanic people before. Right. Like right. it was like, oh, okay. Like getting out of the bubble is so integral to like yeah. being a better person. And like, Absolutely. so my graduating class, and this was from, even from, you know, the public school, it, you know, yeah. here was, I only knew one person out of 310 that didn't go to college. It's just yeah. like everyone just what you goes do to college, after high even school. if you have no clue what the hell you want to do, totally. even if you like don't want to do anything, everyone just goes to college and wastes $200,000 in four years. We were like, talking about this, not in relation to our sister, you know, specifically, but we've talked about this either as a family or as one-on-one and with other people it especially in this area is so ingrained in your head that that is what you do like this is the process of life of course you go to a private school or a really high-end public school and then of course you must get into a nescac or a mini ivy or an ivy league and like oh man she's going to miami ohio like okay you know she she'll still get a good education (laughs) right just like Like it's so what are you talking about some people would kill to get into these schools like it's It's unbelievable and you have to graduate in four years and then when you graduate in four years well what was your internship between sophomore and junior year and junior and senior year and then in senior year you haven't secured your job for when you graduate like ooh, the job market's tough when you when you graduate and then so many so many of my friends when they graduate they are like well now i don't know what i want to now right people take five more years bouncing between jobs until they settle into one yeah and it's like you implode so quickly when you lose that structure that has been driven into you that like you're 22 and you're not graduating you're 23 and you're not graduating well like Shit, by the time you're 25, you haven't held a job, like a real job, in no. a city somewhere for two years? I know. Oh, like no, I don't want to be in a city, or no, I don't want to be in my career path yeah. at right. 25. Yeah. Well, my brother took a year off after high school and before he started college, and everyone was like, what the yeah. fuck? What I know, but that was probably like the smartest thing he ever did. Yeah, it's you know? one of the best things you could do. Yeah, yeah I actually, I recommend it. Like, I'll be honest, at 25, I was a much different person than totally. I am today at 31 now, and... Had I known everything that I knew today, or even had I known everything that I knew at 25, I wish I was still in college at that point because I would have taken much more advantage of those studies and the opportunities that were in front of me, you know, 
it was, I was extremely grateful to have my education covered and not have to be, you know, working Right. My privilege. nails to the bone. Yeah, we right. are. This room is the definition of privilege, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, sure. it's. I live in Seattle, so I'm me... pretty woke now. Yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah. I get it. Man. You're West Coast, so West Coast. Yeah. Such a West but Coast like, Coast. it took me several years to truly appreciate and realize like how lucky we are, and yeah. I wish I took advantage of those opportunities even more than I than I did in the moment. Right. And like today, I find myself, well, I, I want to go back and learn more, but holy crap education is expensive now think of those people that are 18 19 20 years old that are paying for those educations mm -hmm. and how much they realize what that education is worth and probably honestly how much more prepared they are when they do graduate for for the real world and like what they've earned and 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 what is deserved or what is is given in life yeah absolutely so you know what's funny is like everyone shits on the ivy league for being like oh wow well it's just you know it's just a bunch of rich people who just come out and tell me more about this princeton boy but no no no, no. but so but it's funny <laughs> because it. the ivy leagues they have so much money that they actually can pay for everyone to go to school there like something like is that true 75 percent of the students at these at the t these top ivy league schools are on financial aid and the average financial aid package is 97% of your tuition. Holy so everyone's shit. like, oh, well, yeah, Princeton or Yale or whatever. Right. It's just a bunch of rich kids. Or, and like, yes, yeah. it is a bunch of people who came from prep schools, but they also have like a $20 billion endowment that allows them to That's insane. literally let anyone into the school and not worry about being able to pay for them. So like they just let everyone in and they don't care whether you can pay or not. And then yeah. they later, they just decide like, oh, well, we'll just pay tuition for these kids. Well, you know, it's you know? nuts when they're I was, waiting... I, I had my tuition paid for for the first two years because you assholes were getting double Trinity tuition that huh? mom and dad had to pay. What? I was on financial aid because you guys had your you ridiculously expensive Trinity tuition. I was on financial aid. Really? We're on student loans. Right, loans. I'm yes. saying Princeton gives you that money. Or not gives you, but it's you don't have to pay back. They just, they just let you go. Huh? So you got free tuition for like a year or two, yeah. Fuck! I know. Should have gone. So to that's my that's my point. Is that, <laughs> yeah. That's dude. I walked onto the campus of Princeton. And I was like, I'm so stupid. I shouldn't even be on this campus. But that's my like, point, sir. Is that, that janitor's meeting is over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm Will Hunting. I'm like doing <laughs> fake drawings on a chalkboard, just drawing dicks. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> sir, you're gonna have to stop drawing dicks on the carpet. Called a beautiful yeah. mind. Let me express yeah. myself. But like the schools that really are kind of like fucking kids are like the GWs, where the tuition oh, is sixty. Five thousand dollars a yeah. year, and you're not no, getting financial aid. No, it's north of that. It's like yeah. 75. 75 and you're not getting Trinity is seventy k now. Yeah, and you're and you For can't get financial aid. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I know some people that went there. Shots fired. Yeah, it's a Miami. Are you uh, kidding me? It's not a cheap school either. Yeah, but, anyway, even, but in, even in state is not cheap anymore. At Trinity? No, at uh, at like UConn. Oh, really? It's like it, what used to be. Ten thousand dollars, yeah, twelve thousand dollars. I remember my dad said, go, "Go to UConn, I'll buy you a car." I was like, "Oh shit!" I like actually thought about You're it. Like, wait like, a second, <laughs> a car? Yeah, I was like, I don't want to. That's the other thing that I'm finding like, and there's no way to say this without sounding like the most privileged douchebag. Like again, go on, rocket you know? scientist. So, but you know, now being at UW, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I just go here for undergrad? Like, yeah, I would have gotten a better engineering education. Is that true? Than Princeton. Yeah, the Princeton Engineering School is actually not good. It's like not known for that, you know. I I wouldn't know. But at the time, you weren't in, 
you weren't positive what you wanted to do. You thought I know, you I know. thought you were science oriented, but you didn't know like know, exactly right. what field. And then the Kerbal came along, and I know changed my life. <laughs> and rowing was was a big influence right. in your life. And I know, a great rowing. I know, team, but so. so the point, yeah. Well, and guess what? If I had gone to UW and done engineering, yeah, and rowed, I would have been kicking Princeton's ass. The yeah. rowing team. I lost was... to them four years in a row at nationals. So, <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, they have a pretty diesel team. So the one thing you don't want to do though is like try to talk crew knowledge around people when you don't know if they don't know about crew so i was around my this was again i mentioned before like my research started out in this private lab thing this guy was basically my boss and i made some joke because they were talking about rowing and i made some joke like oh you know what they say about rowing it turns men into gods and women into men (laughs) and no one laughed uh... no and no one laughed and and uh and he goes like oh yeah well my wife rode at (laughs) (laughs) oh well (laughs) shit she must have been a lightweight rower hopefully nope oh dude I <laughs> she did. was like an open weight at you know yeah. heavyweight like uva or something fuck the term open weight no you know what my yeah. teammates not me but my teammates called it was fat weight oh all right yeah that's not yeah so are you thinking like down the road like jpl or what? i would love to work at jpl yeah. yeah so what's cool is that part of my thing is that they will pay me to do internships oh, at awesome. like three different nasa centers that's so i can just like go to J- and like since i'm already paid for I can go with no agenda and just like show up and just start asking people like, Hey, anything I can help with. That's amazing. I know. And do you think you'll actually do that? Well, I'll have to talk. (laughs) I'll have to talk my advisor into it. Okay. But that's my goal. Yeah. Well, I know someone who knows your advisor, so let me know if, uh, Oh, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) If you need me to put a good word. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. So, and then in terms of like, what's like a realistic movie for rocket science? Like was the Martian realistic? Mm, yes. In also, have you read the book? I did read the book. I the, book the book is first. like ninety nine percent realistic. Really? Yeah. So the only thing in that that's really like not even really possible. Yeah. Is the fact that they got all blown over in the first place. Right. Because I hear there's like no storms on Mars. Well, there are storms, but the okay. atmosphere is so thin that like even if it was a hundred mile an hour wind, you'd be able to stand up fine in that. Oh, interesting. So like that was just a plot device, but everything okay. else in the book is like super is pretty realistic. The movie waters it down a little bit i'm sure like the you know in the book two-thirds of the book is him planning for that journey like to drive and then you know half of the book is also the drive itself yeah the movie is just like a montage (laughs) yeah all of a sudden he's like there yeah but like that would be the hardest part of the whole thing you know totally um but no apollo 13 is definitely the most accurate uh like space movie that i've seen yeah uh what about gravity no no <laughs> gravity was awesome but i love that movie that was yeah. one of the least realistic space movies i've ever seen yeah i guess it's like very contingent on like coincidences and like and also like she's you know she'll be sitting on the iss and then she'll like look out the window and be like see that over there that's the chinese space station we got to get there like, right that is yeah. not at all <laughs> oh, that how that convenient. works yeah <laughs> wait did you cover the martian well yeah he did say that 99 percent of the book was, was pretty, accurate. pretty accurate. So the only thing that I didn't like about The Martian was the end. Like that's when it really fell off the rails for me. Of the movie or the book? The movie. Well, the movie, the ending is different than from the book. Correct. Really? Yeah, because he doesn't do that like Iron Man the the, the jet the jet the from his from his suit like cutting open his spacesuit and and I thought he did directing do that himself. In, the, in the movie. He, no, did, he did it in, in, the in the book. I thought he did it in the book. I don't think so. He, I don't I think don't he does in the book. It. I think they just grab him. No, because I remember it being a big thing in the book, and that's what I thought was super realistic. It's like, even after all that, they still had like a 10 meter per second difference in speeds. Yes. Which was like, 
you know, after all that, when you're going at eight kilometers a second and all that, <laughs> even that tiny little difference is, you know, so you listen to the inside episode, you realize yes. those tiny How, little numbers yeah. matter I so mean, much. And they just magnify yeah. just based on that. Yeah. On, I guess maybe it's just the Hollywood, the Hollywood portrayal of it was just like, oh no, they did such a good job up until this point. Yeah. I mean, you need to kind of have that like big moment at the end where they grab Absolutely. each other. And, of course. You know what's another space movie you need to watch, though? Sorry, I know we're trying to wrap this up. No, but, go for it. Uh, Talk as long as we want. Mission to Mars. Really? So I was, I've never seen it. The only time I ever saw it, I was like half drunk and like super tired. It was like yeah. three in the morning. And sure, it was this on wasn't TV. Mars Attacks? No, it, but it's just as ridiculous. <laughs> and I remember, really? I remember thinking like, wow, this is simultaneously the coolest movie and like the dumbest movie. But you, you should watch it. All right. It's awesome. I will. I've never seen it. What so. about Space Cowboys? I never saw that. But. <laughs> so the most realistic movie is Apollo 13. Apollo 13. Good. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. They it's actually like filmed that movie in like the plane that oh, the does zero yeah. gravity. Yeah. 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 There's no like But they did that on. in in a few movies. What else? But I think that was kind um, of the first. I saw something recently. Oh. I saw First Man recently. They looked like they may have filmed a couple scenes that way. Oh, probably. Did you guys see that? No. I didn't. I I don't know. It was yeah. Ryan Gosling as I know. he was not Neil Armstrong is weird. He was not a good Neil Armstrong, but the movie as a whole was pretty good. Oh wait, sorry, that just reminded me. The only thing, the biggest thing, other than the ending of The Martian, back to The Martian, mm-hmm. that they got wrong uh, when they were in the in their their space station that you know was their orbital. Um, the Hermes. Hermes, yes, thank you. Uh, nice. when, when they were traveling in the zero gravity parts of the tubes, do you ever notice that they would like, they basically like swim through the, through the tubes and through the hallways. And then when they wanted to change direction, they just like looked up and their body like yeah. curved and started oh, going. That's a good point. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Oh, it's so See, that's, wrong. That's when you can tell they're just hanging on a wire. I know, but it's so basic. How do you miss that in, in directing That's a this really stuff? good point. Yeah. I, it's just like, it blows my mind. If you're going to make that kind of a movie, Based on a book that you know Andy Weir did a really good job writing, yeah. how could you how could you mess that cut up so much? But that so that's my point is that special effects are bad. Apollo, yeah. that's why Apollo thirteen is so good that it's so it's actually it's real. It's basic enough though because all they had to do was stay in the lunar module and the Apollo. Yeah, but they they float around a bit in that. Yeah, but but that's because they were in you know actual zero gravity planes when they were filming some stuff. But they didn't. They didn't have to move around the same way that they did in the Martian. I guess. So I will say that again in my soup, my half drunk, half really tired <laughs> state. Mission to Mars. What I remember being like my first impression that was so cool about it was how realistic the way they moved around in the space station was. All right, that's that. that that's key to me. If All you right. can get that basic, if you can get that, <laughs> yeah. basic, I don't care about the plot or it the was characters. cool because like you know the thing is spinning and so they have like the habitat around the outside of the ring and yeah. then like the center is zero gravity and like. The transition between them going down the ladder and then yeah. like being in gravity was really cool, I remember. But All again, right. again, qualified. <laughs> this is a rocket scientist telling yeah. us to watch this. Hang on. Now, yeah. I, w- the science on that, something spinning in space, is that the speed at which it is spinning? Is that is that pretty scientifically proven that you yeah. can create gravity? I mean, that's gravity? the same way that, like, you know, if you take a totally. bottle of water that's open, you fling it around, it stays. But I'm saying, is, is it that speed at which it... it turns let's yeah, say so it's in all, martian it's all just about uh how so, fast does it have to spin centri- so like it's a pretty easy equation force. yeah it's a pretty easy equation so like gravity the acceleration of gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared right that's down right the acceleration that you would get 
from being like in that rotating ring it's like you know omega times r squared i think yeah of course i is, could just pull that out of my ass which right. is omega is just like the speed that it's rotating and r is just the dis- the radius of the thing right so like if you so if have it's a greater a ring, radius if it's a greater radius then you need less of a less speed, speed rotating because okay. it was a pretty radius. big it was a pretty big right. it's pretty big then it doesn't need to rotate that fast you know but that would okay. absolutely simulate earth's gravity yeah yeah it would that's awesome that's yeah i mean haven't you seen um oh what's that disney channel movie Zen, uh, Zena the warrior princess. No, 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 no. Oh, what is that? Xenon, Xenon. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. Xenon. Yeah, I if know what Will, you're talking about, but Will I don't know if I've seen it. that movie. In the movie, they live in this giant, you know, high school that's just okay. like a spinning ring in space. Well, sure. the movie can't be that bad because Netflix doesn't have it. What Mission to Mars? Mission to Mars. <laughs> it was a Brian De Palma film, I think. Who's that? He's a director. Oh, okay. Because I know that it has Lieutenant Dan in it. It yes. also has Gary Sinise. It also has <laughs> Don Cheadle. And, oh, really? And Tim Robbins. But isn't there How like a supernatural recent? element to it or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like That's why I said it's 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 equal parts cool and equal parts really weird. Like The ending of the movie is super bizarre. Okay. I'm... But in a way that, again, in my drunk, <laughs> tired state was like, wow, that was the deepest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, so check out Paper Boys. Yes. Because it's clearly a better podcast than ours. <laughs> Way more highly educated than this. And a little more focused. It's, uh, it's more boring, though. No, but yours, like, like one of the reviewers said, you can crunch a lot of their episodes like <laughs> over the course of a, a good commute. They're yes. very crunchable Nate, episodes. Totally. Nate wrote a review for the podcast when we had one episode out that said... Oh, that was you? That said, <laughs> oh, it's the perfect length for my commute. Otherwise, I... Or it's the perfect... Yeah, something... Otherwise, I crush a bunch of episodes on my commute in a row. I wrote, yeah, I wrote yeah, because one, like, he sent me the week. Google Drive yeah. access to like the unedited versions before they put it on. Yeah. And there was five of them. So I was like, boom, I listened to okay. three. It just looked like a really fake review because <laughs> it was the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out because I've learned a lot and I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, do that for us too because we could use the, uh, the love. Yep. Uh, iybpodcast.com is our shitty website hashtag iyb <laughs> hashtag if is you're bored we're doing that now i'm doing it all right or uh, hashtag bic board, <laughs> board in connecticut <laughs> charlie's leaving and never we'll think back about it. it we'll think about it <laughs> uh but yeah charlie thanks for coming out man this was uh this thanks was for awesome. having me this is great this is way more fun than doing my own <laughs> than doing the science fun <laughs> yeah that's based on and the you don't have to that's edit like it school yeah yeah, and I don't have to edit. Yeah, fuck. yeah. It's funny. Your brother doesn't have to. I edit don't have either. to edit it either. <laughs> I've Nate, offered. Nate just comes, drinks your whiskey. Yeah, basically. Well, it's funny that like last last week we. This, I know we're trying to end here, but like last week, I was so sick that I just like didn't have the patience to edit, and, and like there's like me blowing my nose. I fucking belch huge. In just this rip into the microphone, and I stall for a second. I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry, or whatever. He'll cut. That I was out. like, I'll I'll edit that out. Yeah. Totally missed it. Yeah, yeah. He texted me before I even listened to the episode. He goes, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm so sick. I wasn't paying attention. I sneezed in the microphone. I burped in the microphone. I didn't cut it. It's just up on the air. I was like, you know, well, so there's whatever. A, there's it's a there. trick that, that someone taught us that we don't do, but I've heard you're supposed to do. Whenever something happens, you want to edit out. Just, just and then it, you see a spike in the audio. That's great. Ah, That's actually really smart. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm a, a lot fucking of asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like a fucking Oscars ceremony here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be 67,000 spikes. Oh, my God. 
Uh, cool. Well, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Yeah, Maybe. talk to me. I don't know, probably not Charlie. Yeah, Nate, God. the actually, he could guest come back on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Ouch. Charlie could come back on. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll just let him marinate for a little bit. All right. Come back with something cool to talk about. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. See ya. Bye.